Hello and welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In just a moment, we're going to jump into a message from Pastor Roger. But before we do, I want to encourage you, connect with us online. Whether that's following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or it's subscribing to our YouTube page or this podcast, do it. We want to stay connected. And another great way you can connect with us is be our guest on a Sunday morning service. If you're here locally, come on out. We want to meet you and connect with you, worship with you. We'd really enjoy that. But without further ado, let's jump into this message from Pastor Roger. How are you guys doing? Are you on? Nope. She's not on. But I have the light on. You're just going to have to talk close to me, baby. Oh, I could get this close. There we go. It's fine. <laughs> is, uh, she's on the uh, yep, mic. Got it. There we go. Got it. I feel the heat. Um, okay. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, hey. You guys look so beautiful. Yes. All right. I'm already excited because we know what's ahead. Um, all right. Let's get going. <laughs> um, first, I just want to say thank you for joining us on Sunday. This is Mother's Day, and I know it's super easy to go out and have a, a beautiful day. Thank you for being here, and just knowing that the Lord has something special for you is uh, pretty cool. All right. So, Lifeline Pregnancy Care Center is very important to my heart, near and dear. Um, that might be because I work there um, or work from there. They are actually doing their bottle fundraiser. They haven't done it in many years. Um, There was a sad story connected to it, but I won't tell it right now. Um, But this is their bottle fundraiser. It actually has a coin slot right in the top right here. We like to launch this on Mother's Day. Here's why. They do something pretty prevalent in our community. And one of those things is they help unplanned pregnancies um, come to fruition right? Totally against abortion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Totally worth the hand clap, 100%. The other thing that um, we do is we see and counsel uh, a ton of young girls, right? And um, we often see as young as 13 come in, and yes, they are pregnant, And um, we have an ultrasound room that helps them see this so-called fetus moving. And they're usually in shock because the information that they are receiving is not proper. It's not godly. It's not um, life-giving, if you know what I mean. So um, we've prevented, how many, Kirsten? Like, a lot of abortions. She's like, a lot. Um, we've prevented a lot of abortions just through being that, that voice and being free and confidential space for them to come to. Yeah. So this helps. You fill this up with coins. That's it. Like your kid can do it. And I promise you, it goes so far. We clothe babies. We diaper them. We feed them. We give them formula. You could get yours after service. At the connection table, we will have these available for you after service. You'll fill it up throughout the week. Bring it back on Father's Day. Yeah? Yeah. All right. It's a great place to show support and show your kids how to give. Yeah. All right. And speaking to mothers, 
I actually wrote down um, a few prayers for each and every one of you. Uh, we all wear different hats. And we all look different. We all act different. We all discipline different. Um, and I know maybe on the way here you have had enough, right? You know that word. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it's enough. Uh, but I just want to put some peace into your heart today. Um, so to the mom of adults, this season is bittersweet from diapers to dating, season to season. You've been through a lot with these grown kids of yours. For years, your life revolved around them. And now it feels like your whole life's purpose has changed. But God sees you. He hears your prayers. And he wants you to know that he has the very best for them and for you. As your kids grow older and find their place in the world, I pray that you continue to find your place too. To the mom raising teens. It all happened so fast, didn't it? You went from praying that your babies would please sleep through the night, please get out of diapers, please stop throwing tantrums, to prayers that can feel a little bit heavier. But that's why we must remember this. While your children will eventually step out from the covering of your home, they will never step out from the certainty of their father's love. His love for them is sure and his pursuit of them is unending. I don't know about you moms, but I hear a lot of father stuff in here, right? And that's because that's who we rely on in parenting in all stages. To the mama of littles, amidst the days of diaper changing and spilled snacks, may you be reminded that God our father cares so much about you. It is difficult, but this difficult work that you are doing is to shepherd the hearts of the little people that are in your home. It's holy work, and he sees you. To the expectant mom, you have been charged and entrusted to raise up one of God's very own. No matter how scared or nervous you may feel, know this, you are the very best mother for your child because God chose you. He chose you, and he loves you unconditionally. So no matter how mad you get, how frustrated you get, how upset you get with this little one, he actually loves you through all of that, and he doesn't see you any different. But he did entrust you. He entrusted us as the adult moms, too. <laughs> I barely have a 13-year-old, and I feel like a hurricane. Uh, <laughs> to the woman desiring motherhood, it is an honor to know you while you are waiting. Waiting on anything is difficult practice. But when you are waiting on something you so desperately desire, it can at times be excruciating. Know today that the Lord understands. He's with you today, and he is not withholding from you. Rather, he is upholding you as you grow in your dependence on him. He is no less good in our grief than he is in our rejoicing. I pray today that you stand firm on the truth as you wait through your season of waiting, and know that he has you in the palm of your of his hand. And I want you to know that in this house, we believe in a God of miracles. Yes, we do. We believe that no matter what man has told you, no matter what doctor may, what, no matter what doctors may have said, we believe our God is bigger. Yeah. So we believe, we hope, and we trust that God will give you the desires of your heart. To the adoptive mom, foster mom, or even stepmom, you make the father smile. You may feel alone in that the people in your life do not understand how hard it can be. But he sees, he knows, and is strengthening you day by day. 
happy Mother's Day to you, dear one. You get his heart and you move from that place out in the world in love. And it is a beautiful sight. Last but not least, to the woman who has lost her mom, to the man who has lost his mama. As you reflect on her this Mother's Day, think about the woman in your life who have loved you, supported you, comforted you, cooked for you in her absence. Be encouraged how God provided for you in the midst of loss, how he gave you the strength to keep moving when you thought it was impossible. And remember the incredible plans and purpose that he still has for you. Maybe you have been motherless on Mother's Day for many years now, or maybe this is the first sweet friend, even in the sadness today. May you find joy as you honor your mom and all the women that God has placed in your life this year. So no matter your state, I just want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Good job, baby. That's my wife right there. Uh, Hate to see you leave. All right. <laughs> well, happy Mother's Day, everybody. I got like four or five over here and one right here, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, hey, one of, one of my favorite things about Mother's Day is, um, is I, like to just, uh, I like to just preach about things my mom used to say. And um, so somebody that's like, you're like, ah, oh, exegesis only. Uh, today, this is Isis Jesus. I'm going to preach about what my mom said, and I'm going to show you how it lands in Scripture. So there you go. Um, but before we get there, before you get there, uh, I want to show you some of the important women in my life who have, um, who have just been there. So this one is my great-grandma, and her name's Hattie. And you see the horse that she's beside? Remember I told you that story about about. Grandma praying for a horse with a broken leg and, and it's standing back up. That's that horse. <clears throat> and um, yeah, great grandma. Lived in Twin Falls and uh, just outside Twin Falls in, in Kimberly. Next one. This is my grandmother on my dad's side. Her name was Ida. And uh, I never met Ida. She, um, she passed away too early. She, she died when my dad was 13. Um, but my dad has fond memories of her as a kid, and he's told me many beautiful stories about Ida. Next one. This is my Bestimor right here. Uh, Bestimor is, uh, is a Norwegian grandma, like an abuela, but it's Bestimor. And um, Bestimor moved here when she was two years old. She moved to America from Norway, and... Um, her dad was a, a big, strong Norwegian bridge engineer, and uh, they were having trouble on the southern border with Pancho Villa, and uh, he thought, uh, who in the world would mess with me? I'm, I'm big and strong. I will go down and uh, engineer this bridge, um, and Pancho Villa messed with him, and so he didn't survive. <clears throat> but uh, this Vestimar, she, um, we got to celebrate her 100th birthday. That's pretty cool. And um, she passed away this past year, just a few weeks shy of 101. So pretty, pretty amazing woman. Next one. This is my mama right here. Looking fine in that old yearbook photo. Come on, somebody. 
<laughs> like those dreamy, <laughs> dreamy. We don't do that anymore, but that's awesome. So those cat eye glasses too. Like let's bring those back. Fox. All right, next one. So this is this is my mom as as I remember her. Um, we we have spent so much time outdoors. This is her sitting in a camp chair, probably out while we're while her her husband and I. My dad and I were out hunting or something, and she, was, she becomes quite the pyromaniac when we're outside in the woods, and um, so no doubt she is uh, just dreaming of things to burn at this moment. <laughs> but, but I love my mama, and, uh, and in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you some of the great things she left me. Um, but this is my mom, and then this next one is, uh, that's the girl of my dreams. I can't, I'm serious. I, I, I see a picture of her, and I just freeze up. But this is my wife, and she's the mama of my three kids. And I think you're absolutely amazing, and I am thankful that my kids have a mom like you. You know, motherhood is, motherhood is a sacred thing. And, and often we, we just kind of think, oh, it's just a mom. But it's, it's actually a very sacred thing. In the scripture, I'm not going to preach about this, but I guess I am because I'm doing that right now. But um, in the scripture, when we look in the in the in the laws that, that the Lord gives Moses, there's there's a couple of the laws that are specifically about motherhood, and some of them are, are things you wouldn't think of. And one of them is this: when you gather baby birds, or not baby, when you gather birds, when you're trapping birds to eat them, you you cannot the only bird you're not allowed to trap according to the mosaic law is a mother bird guarding its nest you can you can gather birds except for a mother bird, mother bird guarding its nest and and what's being communicated is this idea that there is something sacred about a mother's defense of her children that should never be taken advantage of there's there's something beautiful about a mother bird that would stay in danger just to protect those baby, those baby birds. And, and the Lord said, you can, you can harvest other birds, but you cannot ever use her motherhood against her. Same thing when we, when we see the scripture talk about um, not boiling a calf in its mother's milk. It's this idea, and, and it's been interpreted as, well, it means in the sort of kosher laws that you, you don't eat dairy with meat. But really what's being communicated is the exact same thing, this idea that there is something sacred about motherhood that should never be used against the mom or against the child. And, um, and so just to all the moms today, we want you to know that you are sacred, you are important, and you are special. So thank you for what you do. Um, my mom, growing up, I, you know, I grew up in church, in a church mama, so like I got spanked in church. Anybody else get spanked in church? <laughs> That was me. I, 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 like my, my mom, she'd be like, like we're worshiping Jesus. I'm like, that, that hurts. Like, but um, but that's that's how I grew up. My uh, my mom would say phrases all the time, just kind of like momisms. I think they get a book when you become a mom. You get a little handbook on things you're supposed to say. So if I say something that your mama used to say, just join in with me uh, and, and finish this out. So uh, if you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to. To play outside, like, yeah, your father's going to hear about this when he gets home. If you can't say something nice, yep, if I want your opinion, see, you guys had a nice mom. You guys all said, I'll ask. My mom never said that. She said, I will tell you your opinion, right? Like, she's like, I'll tell you what it is. <clears throat> um, my mom would say, I've, I'm sick. And tired. Never finish that one for her. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. She said, I'll treat you like an adult. Yeah. 
when you act like an adult, right? <laughs> she still doesn't treat me like an adult. It was a lie. <laughs> if I've told you once, uh, yeah, like I've told you a million times, stop exaggerating, right? Uh, if you don't stop crying, yep, she said that, yep. This one's going to hurt me. <laughs> you guys had some parents. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Like, uh, that's, that's, that's some old-fashioned parents right there. It's, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Um, but that's, that's the kind of mom I grew up with. I grew up with a mom that would pray. Some of my earliest memories about mama is her face, her, like from neck down, beat red. For some reason, she gets red when she's nervous, and she gets red when she prays. My earliest memories are of my mom at the foot of her bed, just getting a hold of the Lord, just praying. Mama, I want to tell you in the room today, the greatest things you can give your kids is some memories of you praying. They're going to they're gonna get the memories of your stress. They're going to get the memories of your frustration. But I think you need to be intentional about searing some memories into the children of you getting a hold of God, of you praying, of mama being, being a woman of prayer. My, my mom would pray for me when I was a teenager. I, I remember there was a season when I was too cool for school, I guess, probably too cool for church, really. And um, my mom would come in my bedroom and pray for me while I was trying to sleep. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> uh, you, you're trying to be cool and mama's praying for you. <laughs> like, I'd be in bed and mom would come, she'd come pray. She'd be like, Jesus, like, I rebuke the, you know, the enemy over his life. And Lord, you've got great calling and, and ministry for him. You've got purpose in his life. And God, that you'd raise him up. Lord, I pray that you'd set aside a spouse for him. Even now that you begin working and praying all of a sudden. And then she'd say, and then she'd be like, she'd be like, and Jesus, if, if he ever wants to walk away from you, I pray you take him right now. Like, <laughs> I'd come crawling out of bed like, lady, I'm 13. What are you doing? I'm just trying to be cool right now. Stop it. <clears throat> but there is something powerful about a praying mom. And one of the things my mama used to say to me all the time that I, I think is just a valuable thing to hear is this. She would say, anytime, even today, if I get out of a car or I leave the house or whatever, she'll say these words. She'll say, Roger, remember who you are and what you stand for. Remember who you are and what you stand for. We live in a generation where both of those items are fluid. Who I am can change from day to day, and what I stand for might change from mood to mood. But I want you to know that God has called some people who know who they are, and they know what they stand for. That doesn't mean being harsh and, and uncaring. What it does mean is being convinced that I am bought with a price, that I am a son of God, that I am a daughter of God. I know who I am, and I don't have to prove myself to anyone else. And I know what I stand for. I know what I believe. This is, this is important. This is, this is valuable because you, you weren't saved just to be saved. God didn't save you. You didn't have a salvation experience with him just so you could be uh, saved from hell. You were saved so that he could heal you and deliver you, and then he could set you on course with a mission in your life. Like you have, 
you have calling in your life. Every single one under the sound of my voice, you've got calling in your life. And if you're not careful, you will allow the question, who am I and what do I stand for to be negotiated? And if those questions are negotiated, the calling in your life will be surrendered. Uh, I'm saying like God calls you to more than just health, wealth, and happiness. And he wants those things for you. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be healthy. He does want those things. But, but understand this, your calling is something that will often be distinct from the comfort in your life. Uh, like stepping out into what God has called you to do, standing up for righteousness, pursuing whatever sort of ministry opportunity that it is, these things are always in contrast to comfort and ease in life. And the only way you will stand your ground and move forward into the things God has called you to do is when you're convinced who you are and you're convinced what you stand for. This is Mother's Day, and, and I know we got a lot of dads in the rooms too. We, we like dads. I, I think Mother's Day and, and Father's Day are a lot different than each other, right? Mother's Day, moms, you know, they invite their, their kids to church that don't normally come to church. And so there's probably somebody, you're probably here today, and you're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm here because mom asked me to be here. Uh, good job. Good job honoring your mom. But I just want to give you a secret. Like, your mom didn't invite you here because she wants to get lunch with you after. She, she'll buy lunch probably. Like, that would be good. Well, you should buy lunch. <laughs> but just so you know, your mom, what she really wants is for you to place all of your faith and hope in Jesus. That's why she invited you to church. She, she wants you to make him the Lord of your life. And, and around here, that's actually our goal. Um, this isn't like a bait and switch. We're not trying to trick you. Like, like, surprise, we want you to believe in Jesus. No, no, no. Like, up front, hey, no questions. We want you to become a follower of Jesus. Everybody here, that's what we're wanting. And, um, and you, you might have come today just because you're like a good daughter, a good son. That's cool. Like, that's great. But just know this. When you come next week, we know it's not out of manipulation. You came because you wanted to be here, right? <clears throat> so, so we'll be looking for you next week. And, and often in, you know, Father's Day, we'll, we'll, Mother's Day, we'll talk about how wonderful moms are. And Father's Day, we, uh, you know, we tell the dads, like, hey, you need to be better. You know, you guys are horrible. You can't get your act together. Like, kick him in the butt. Get out, you know. I promise, I promise that's not what's going on here. I can just tell you this, that there is something powerful in your life when you just accept who you are and what you stand for. When you allow those to, that to be a constant in your life and not something that changes. My mom would often say this. She would say this. She would say, my Jesus my mama, she doesn't call Jesus Jesus. She says he's my Jesus. Because she's learned this, that there's a difference between this sort of general idea of Jesus and knowing that he's, he's my Jesus. And my mama would, would talk about my Jesus. And when she talks about my Jesus, even now, she'll get tears in her eyes because she would tell you this today, that my Jesus is greater than your past. My Jesus is bigger than anything you've done that you think separates you from him. 
My Jesus is greater than any of the insecurities and failures and flaws that might show up in your life, greater than any decision that you ever made to walk away from him. My Jesus is bigger than your past. That's what my mom would tell you today, that her Jesus is, is bigger and he cares for you. First John chapter 3, verse 20 says it like this, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Listen, when you, when you go through life and you feel like, I, I, my, I, I feel guilt inside because my heart condemns me, I want you to know, God is bigger than your heart. He's bigger than your emotions. The Bible says this, that the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And I'm just telling somebody today, if you feel like, no, that deep down inside there's guilt and shame that holds me back because of things I've done or things I've been or places I've seen, all this kind of stuff, I'm telling you, God is bigger than whatever rests on your heart. He's bigger than all of that. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 says it like this, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, like the old things are in the past. Let's let them stay in the past. It says it like this in Second uh, Corinthians five. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new, and the next verse begins, and all things are of God. I'm just telling somebody today that my Jesus. He's bigger than whatever it is in your past that you think keeps you from experiencing him. He's bigger than whatever it is in your past that makes you think you don't belong to him. It says it this way in Philippians, the, the apostle Paul wrote this, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, I do not uh, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. I'm telling somebody that my Jesus is bigger than your past. My Jesus is bigger than your heart that condemns you. My Jesus. My mama would say this. She'd say, my Jesus can do it. Say, mama, I don't know how this is going to happen. She'd say, my Jesus can do it. You see, I, I grew up with a mom that lived by faith. My family moved uh, from, from, uh, from Alaska into Canada when I was 12. And when we made that move, my parents had to apply for landed immigrant status. And they weren't allowed to work until they got landed immigrant status. And at the time, it was a two-year wait to become a landed immigrant. Most people would have done that before moving there. But my mama said, my Jesus can do it. And she began to pray this crazy prayer. And I remember even as a 12-year-old boy, I thought, mama, you're crazy. She would pray that God would place our immigrant status papers at the top of the pile. That's what she would pray. She prayed, God, put our papers on the top of the pile so they get dealt with first. And when the standard wait time was two years to be able to become a landed immigrant so my parents could get a job, it took us two months. 
and my dad was able to start his business. I'm just saying to somebody like, I don't know what you're going through, what it is that you think is so overwhelming that, that holds you, keeps you, prevents you from experiencing all that God has for you. That great ominous cloud that hangs above your head. And I'm just telling you, my Jesus can do it. It may be health issues. It may be a relationship issue. It may just be a struggle. You just feel like, I just don't have what it takes. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have what it takes, but my Jesus, he can do it. He can do it. I've seen him do it time and time again. My mom would make me memorize Bible verses. Anybody else's mom make you memorize? I got a couple. Let me tell you this. It's not going to hurt you, like if you're a parent in the room, it's not going to hurt you to have your kids memorize the Bible. It's not going to hurt them. Right now somebody's like, ah, you know, I understand that, Pastor, but I'm not going to shove my religion down their throat. That's not shoving their, your religion down their throat. That's hiding the word of God in their heart. We're actually, as parents, we're instructed to do this. But you don't understand, I, I, just, I just want them to choose it on their own. Oh, no, 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 that doesn't even make sense. Like, you don't do that with anything else in life. You're not like, hey, I want you to just figure out what your opinion on highways. Like, go out playing Highway 84, and you just figure it out on your own. Nobody, nobody does that. No one, nobody's like, I, I just want my, my child to just figure out butcher knives. Let's just figure it out. No. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. As a parent, your job is to teach them and train them. When it comes to roads, we teach them, stay in the bike lane, right? Like, well, nowadays, we don't even let them ride their bikes. Like, we just <clears throat> put a helmet on, put on a bodysuit. Like, wear a big bubble. Like, that, that, that's how we do now. But, but the deal is, like, we're supposed to train them. We're supposed to, like, lead them and guide them. Like, that's your job. Don't, don't like, delegate your job to some idiot on YouTube. I'm in the word right now. Because we've got these influencers that are all over YouTube teaching your kids things that you don't even know what they're saying because you use it as parenting. I do the same thing, right? I, during COVID, and we're like, oh, just get, go get on, the, get on the screen. And then what happens is we set them in front of an influencer that is teaching them trash. And I'm saying, parents, instill the word of God in your kids. Not gonna, I don't know how to do that. Money. You use money. That's how you do it. I will give you a dollar if you memorize a Bible verse. Proverbs chapter uh, 3, verse 5 through 6 is one that my kids have memorized. It's one that my mom made me memorize. And it says this. This is a good one. If, you, if you've never had your kid memorize the Bible, mama, right here, start tonight with this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Come on. When, when you don't know what decision to make and you don't know which way to go, I'm telling you, you can trust that my Jesus, he can do it. If you don't have wisdom to go into a certain arena of life or in, into a certain situation, I'm telling you, my Jesus, he has the wisdom if you're hearing a report from a doctor that says that it's just inevitable, I'm telling you, my Jesus can do it. I, I can trust him. Even when I can't trust my own judgment, even when I can't trust my own emotions, I can trust his word because my Jesus can do it. He, he's not the kind of guy that like, 
says he's going to help you and then doesn't help you. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of friends, they, 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 they say, hey, like call me. If you, if you need help moving or whatever, call me. I'll, co- I'll come over and help you move. And then it's like moving day and you're like, bring, 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 bring. Like where, where are you at? Like where, where are you at? <clears throat> That's not who he is. He's not the one that makes empty promises. My Jesus, he can do it. So whatever the need is, the answer is spelled J-E-S-U-S. Financial issue, the answer is Jesus. Marriage trouble, the answer is Jesus. Emotional trauma, I'm telling you the answer is Jesus. Struggle in a business decision, the answer is Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the answer. It says this in Deuteronomy chapter 3. Verse 16, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. I'm telling you that my Jesus, he can do it. And my Jesus doesn't leave you alone. He doesn't leave you on your own devices. Doesn't leave you out to hang. My mama would say this. She would say, you will always be my baby. She still says that. I'm a grown man walking the house. She'll like come up and start like patting me on the bottom. Like, you'll always be my baby. (laughs) And you know what? I'll always be your baby. No matter, like, she seems to be getting smaller. I don't know if I'm getting bigger. I think I'm getting wider, not taller. (laughs) But I love to give that woman a hug, and there's just something about mama that tells me that even though I'm a man, I'm always her baby. Because there's a part of us that, even though we have lives and careers and families and jobs, there's a part of us deep down inside that knows At the end of the day, I just want to know that I am an accepted child, that I'm okay. And I'm here to tell somebody today that you're not only always going to be your mama's baby, but you're always going to be your father in heaven's baby. It says this. Listen to this passage. As the band comes, it says this in Isaiah chapter 49. It says, can a woman forget her nursing child? Is that possible? Is it like a woman? Can she forget a a child she nurses that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget. It's possible. It's, It's unlikely. It's unlikely that a mom would forget the child she nursed. It says even these may forget. She may have something happen some sort of trauma might cause her to forget. But even if these forget, the Lord says, I will never forget you. Uh, And and then he takes it a step further. He says, behold, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. 
He's saying, you'll always be your mama's baby. And she's never going to forget you. It's impossible for her to forget you. She loves you. But even if for some sort of unforeseen circumstance, she might possibly, in the craziest world, forget you. I will never forget you. And then he says, even though I am the omniscient God, I know everything. And I could never forget you because I formed you in your mother's womb. Like, even if I could forgive you, I wrote it down on the palm of my hand so that if in some crazy world God could ever forget who you are, all he has to do is look at his hand and he knows your name. And I just want to tell somebody today that you may feel like you're far from God and you may feel like you're running your own race, but I want you to know you're still his baby. There's a God in heaven who's looking at you and and, and he's got your name written in the palm of his hands and and he, he hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. And so often the hardest part of us getting right with God isn't us making a decision to follow him. It's that we feel like we're so far from him, he would never receive us. And I'm here to say, your Bible tells us he has carved your name in his hands. So that if in any kind of a crazy world he could forget you, he can't forget you. Because he loves you. And he accepts you. And he calls you his own. Would you stand with me all across the room? I wonder if there's somebody under the sound of my voice. You want that assurance that you are known by God. You want to close that gap between you and God. You want to be right with him and you know you're not right now listen you're not in a room full of perfect people we all have our trash don't we but if you're ready to deal with that stuff and say God I want to be close to you it's super simple is there anybody that wants to, to, to be right with God right now if that's you just boldly just put your hand up so I can see you come on I see that I see that. Come on. Come on. That's good. Here's what we're going to do. It's really simple. We're going to repent and believe. Repent means we're going to turn away from the things we think, do, and say that offend God. We're going to turn away from them. And then we're going to believe in the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and when we do that he cleanses us from all sin and pulls us into right relationship with him so join me those of you that raise your hands right now something like this God I'm sorry for the things in my life that I know don't please you I don't want to be like that anymore please forgive me 
Right now, I'm turning away from those things. The way I think, the way I act, the way I talk. I'm turning away from it, and I'm turning towards you. I believe that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. So right now, I'm placing all of my hope and faith in Jesus Christ alone. Say these words, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, and I'm going to follow you every day that I live. Come on, come on, you just made the best decision of your life. Best decision of your life. That's a stake in the ground that says from here on out, things are gonna change. Things are going to be different. I just want to pray over all the moms. If somebody came today, you're like, oh, I want, want, I wanted to hear preaching today. It's Mother's Day. Simmer down. Lord, we hold up our precious ones to you. They work so hard in so many directions and rarely have a break. And Lord, I know I, I take my, my own wife and my own mom for granted sometimes and just assume that they're always on the clock. Lord, I pray you'd bless them and you'd strengthen them. Lord, I pray you'd encourage them right now, especially that one has the desire to be a mom, but it's not there yet. They're still waiting. Lord, I pray that you would bless them and give them faith and hope. Surround them with people that believe. God, I pray right now for those that have lost their mom. It's a hard time. I pray that during this time, as they recognize your great grace on their life, that they would know that their mom was a gift from you. Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church to find out more. Well, we love you guys and let's continue to love God, love people and change the world.